Naitahu, Louise Portiki Bryant, is one of the country's most formidable choreographers, and her work has featured in a number of Māori contemporary dance pieces, both as a solo performer and with dance companies. Think Black Grace, Atsamira, and Te Whare Tapiri. This year, Louise is a recipient of the Caroline Plummer Fellowship, which has her based in her hometown of Dunedin for six months, working on a new dance piece. I met up with her at her studio space. So currently at the moment, Ajaya is teaching in the, in the dance studio next door, Ajaya Cruz Banks. She's a teacher of African dance, so that's what's happening next door at the moment. Cool. So I'm born and bred here in Dunedin. So I live up in Piha, but I was born and bred here. But um, I'm down here for six months, I'm based here in Dunedin, staying with my whānau here. So yeah, I'm doing this, currently I'm here doing the Caroline Plummer Fellowship in Community Dance for 2014. And so that means that I get to be here at the university and undertake a community dance project whilst I'm here for the six months here. Louise has created a number of works. With Atamira, she created Naitahu 32, Tiaroha Mete Mamai and Taonga Dust, Water and Wind, which won Best Production, Best Music at the Tempo Dance Festival four years ago. Now, other works include Night Blooms with the Black Grace Dance Company and with Te Whare Tapere in 2011, Te Kaaro how long have you been dancing for? So I've been dancing basically all my life and that's pretty much my philosophy is that we are all dancers and so I've been dancing in various forms all my life. Yeah. Well, I think I can dance, but I can't dance like you, Louise. No, I'm sure you can. <laughs> With me in the comforts of my own shower in my own room. But no, 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 in all truthfulness, I actually did dance when I was like third form, so that was pretty cool. Um, and then, so, so it started quite young for you? Yeah, so when I was young, I did a range of things, you know, ballet, gymnastics, some kapahaka and then also just dancing. What I felt like was dancing was when I was at home and just dancing around by myself, making up my own moves and um, that for me was really dancing and just yeah, having a play with it. How did it become not just fun and an actual career? I guess over time, like I, when I got older and I came to university and I was studying here actually and I was studying law and Māori studies um, and then I started to take a couple of choreography papers here at the PE school um, here at the university and I fell in love with choreography um, and that's really what drew me back to dance. And um, from there I ended up going to this thing that's called the Tertiary Dance Festival up in Wellington and I saw these fantastic dancers from Unitech School of Performing and Screen Arts um, that, that included Jack Gray, Delina Wehipeihana, Justine Hohaya and um, when I saw them I was like, oh, I just want to go to Unitech and be like them. <laughs> and so I did. I, I eventually finished my degrees here and then I went up oh, there. Oh, so you were part of the forming crew of Atamira. Atamira, yeah. Atamira really came out of Unitech, didn't it? It did. Well, three of us, uh, Jack, Delina and myself, were all graduates from Unitech. Justine Hohaya was a graduate from the New Zealand School of Dance. Jack really brought us together and it was his idea to create a, a collective of Māori dancers and choreographers and um, to, a platform for us to make work and that was his original vision. He got us together and we made our first show and then it's just gone from strength to strength and they're still going, you know, and they're yeah. doing really fantastic. Their latest work was Moko, Moko I think, yep. by um, Moss Patterson, yeah, and that was just very recently, I think, yeah. So are you not, so you're not part of Atamira anymore? Um, I'm still very closely associated with Atamira, but I'm not right in the core and the heart of the company anymore. But, you know, in the future I may make work with them again. So, yeah. 
So um, let's go back to because I'm quite interested. What happened to the law and Māori studies? Um... Oh yes, well, I can, you know it all feeds in really um, into what I'm doing. I think I'm really glad I did that as a basis. It gave me something to you know something to say and um, made me think about things in a certain way, and um, and that fed into my earlier work with Ngaitahi 32, for example, which was really about um, my iwi's um, issues and struggles through colonisation and and things to do with that. So it gave me really good background to research all those aspects of my whakapapa and put that into a work. Yeah. Sorry, Naitahu 32. Yeah, there was, that was probably that was the first work, big work that I made with Atamira and. Um, yeah, and that was, yeah. What does the 32 stand for, Louise? So um, 32 stands for one of my tūpuna, his name is Wirimu Pōtiki, and he, his number, they numbered the, the rangatira back then, uh, they created a census, his number was 32, so Komatua 32, yeah. So it was all about him in a way and um, what his how he coped with colonisation and things like that. Yeah. How do you transform Māori stories into dance um, I know it may seem a bit abstract but mm. I mean do you sit in a room and and figure out I don't know like kupu Māori Māori words and how that translates into movement? Yeah I did used to do that quite a bit, I mean my process has developed and changed over the time but with Ngaitou 32 um, it was really, it, well as you say dance is metaphorical so just as our language is so the way that I work would be to you know work with a particular concept and then how you could work with that concept in your tinana and your body and how that could express a certain emotion or a certain concept that you're working with yeah Wow. Is yeah. it a um, hard process for you? Do you live in your head? Do you, <laughs> do you get help from your? Dance? It's better if I don't live in my head. <laughs> However, you know, of course, with the re- the re- when you're doing the research for a work, you've got to be, you know, that's when you use your brain and <laughs> try and figure out the concepts that you want to be working with. But once you get into the creative process, I find it's better to let that go a little bit and just use your intuition and see how things flow from there. Yeah, mm. works better that way if I if I'm able to do that. Yeah, the likes of yourself, um, Louise, who are real, you know, practitioners. Of of this mahi, um, do you feel like it's a, it's appreciated in in Aotearoa? Because you know we all like it's a bit like Lord. Yeah. She's doing so well. Oh Paris yes, has put dance on the, the map. map yeah, um, more so hip hop or her own poly yeah. fusion dance. Got, I think she yeah, she created it. her own she style. She created her own fantastic. style. Yes. Um, but do you think there is an appreciation in the community of, of, of what you do, of dance? I'm sure there is. I feel like, you know, people want to dance and people want to learn about all the things that are happening. It's just about getting it out there and um, creating accessible projects for people to come along and be a part of. And so, that yeah, that's what I'm really doing whilst I'm here is just trying to create a community project, allowing dance to be for all ages, no matter what ability or... Um, you know, that they think they have, and then just trying to draw that out. So that's my main focus at the moment is creating projects that people who may not necessarily think of themselves as dancers can feel and move and and be part of something like this, yeah. And what I love about that is because it's not necessarily an ultimate dream to be recognised nationwide. It's actually working at a Mm. grassroots level, Yeah, which is what you're talking about. Yeah, it's fantastic. For me, that's what it's about at the moment, and that's what I'm really um, happy to be doing and enjoying taking what I've learnt over the past few years, um, working with um, Te Ahu Karamu, Charles Royal, around the, the dance from the Whare Tapere, and being able to bring that home to um, my whanau and, and the hapu here, it's um, a really good feeling. And, and it's also the, the ability to have six months to just really focus on those concepts and those kaupapa, and it's just a really awesome opportunity. Yeah.
Yeah. I talked to Moss Patterson in the lead up to the release of Moko and he said that, you know, music is so instrumental in dance. Totally. Obviously you'd agree. What, yeah. how, how has that played um, a part in your um, thinking about your work? Working with Richard Nunns has really shifted my work um, to a new place. And for him, he's always had this dream about integrating taonga or the playing of the uh, the traditional Māori instruments, with our dance. So that he has this vision of dancers being able to play musical instruments at the same time as dancing. So that's been a really interesting journey for me, working with that. Um, yeah, and oh, of course my husband, Paddy Free, is also a composer and musician, and he always makes... Oh, he works closely yeah. with Tony Huata. Oh, yes, he does. He always works with... Every time we interview Tony Huata, so Paddy Free does Paddy Free there, I'm like, must meet that Paddy Free yeah, one. Right. So that's right. Yeah, he's working oh, on, um, yeah, on Tony's newest album... Working also, with him. you've got music on tap. Yeah, I'm pretty you know? lucky in that way. And, and <laughs> so basically I can create dance and then talk to Paddy about what I'm really after and then backwards and forwards with that, him making some music for the dance and sort of a backwards and forwards of uh, creating the dance, creating the music alongside one another, yeah. So the Caroline uh, Plummer um, Fellowship, um, when does that wrap up for you? Uh, so, so six months, right? Yeah, so I'm based here at the School of Physical Education, Sports and Exercise Sciences <laughs> until the end of July 2014. So I'm very interested in carrying on this mahi into the future and I'm lucky enough to be working with Rua McCullum who's been really looking into the southern whare tapere, the whare haka. And um, so we're very interested in taking it further and taking it to more marae around uh, the motu and um, so that's and we'd really like to create a whare karioi which is a travelling troupe of performers so we'll see how we go with that that's something Fantastic. for the future yeah well it sounds like you're so busy um, just finally in our interview um, Louise um, who do you look up to in terms of you know te ao o ngā kani kani um, the world of dancing who, who are your well, idols a big I would say that for me a big mentor I've had lots of really fantastic mentors and one of them would be Tiahu Karamu Charles Royal um, I've learnt so much from him in terms of his research around the whare tapere and he's been such a fantastic facilitator of projects around haka and creating new haka and new dance based on the you know the knowledge we have about the, uh, the haka of the whare tapere um, other people who have been a fantastic mentor, Charles Koroneho is another fantastic performer and dancer and um, someone I've always very much looked up to. Uh, there are lots of people, um, Moss and Atamira, you know, I'm very inspired by the work that they do. And, uh, yeah, so the list could go on and on, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, mm. those who have helped. Do you have to, uh, you know, the discipline of dance, does it mean in your personal life you have to do things like Exercise every day, limber and make I sure you I try to, and um, yeah, I mean, for me, that that one of the I've created a practice around the fare tapere, which is um, you know a somatic practice uh, based on the atua of hine ruhi and tane rore. So I try and do that practice as much as possible, and then the other practice I do is yoga. I'm a teacher of yoga as well, so that helps me stay fit. Kate Tera, Louise Portiki Bryant. Um, dancer, thank you so much for your time. Kia ora. thanks, Justin. And for more information about Louise's upcoming projects, head to radioNZ.co.nz forward slash Te Ahika.